I often read on like themes, like I'll pick up books that speak to a, a common theme. And for me, it's love is the theme for me this year. Ooh. <laughs> love. <laughs> because it's the word love, like I don't, I, you know, I'll shy away from that. But I started reading Bell Hooks' All About Love. It's a series of essays, short essays on love. And, you know, it really got me thinking like something that she writes in there is that you know, we tend to avoid or shy away from this idea or this word love because it's so nebulous. It's so like abstract. There's this sort of like a wishy-washy, like, you know, association with it. It's a little mystical, it's a little whatever, but it can be a very useful, like a way to think about, you know, the things going on around you. And so I thought, you know what, you know, maybe a good break from all the relationship drama and the stories I've been reading will be to just focus on nonfiction, like essays, poetry, novels. I kind of meditate on this theme to like learn what I can from it. Welcome, everybody. This is Bookish. I'm Laura Yu, and I'm here with my friends and colleagues, Sylvia Lee and Kofi Adisa. Welcome to the first episode of Bookish for 2022. We're really excited about another year. And so today, I th- we thought we would look back at the last 10 episodes of Bookish and talk about some of our favorite books that we read either together or just personally e- enjoyed on our own. And then also have some time to look ahead to the upcoming year and share if we have any particular, you know, resolutions um, around reading or books that we're maybe looking forward to reading. So I'm going to go to you, Kofi, first. Do you want to tell us about some of your favorite books that you read in 2021, whether, you know, books that we read together or any other books that you loved or were memorable? Yeah, I do have a, a top five, and it just happened to be from what we read together. Like, sort of my one seed, if you will, is Daisha Filia's uh, The Secret Life, Church Ladies, Charles Yu's Interior Chinatown is a very, very close second. Both of them have different styles. One is Daisha Filia's is a collection of short stories, as those who've been following us know, and Charles Yu's is kind of like a script, but a novel that's like a script, which makes it kind of funky and sassy. My third seed would be Deaf Republic, Kreminsky's book. I really liked it. I liked the narrative of the entire story, and as it's told throughout verse. I kind of go back and forth with these two. I like Topi Falarin's a particular Black man, a little bit more than River Solomon's The Unkindness of Ghosts. I, I think that's the fifth seat for me, her book. Some of the other things I read, you know, I probably would round out into a top 10. Great. How about you, Sylvia? You know, I I think I just changed the mind, like while Kofi was talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I said this to you guys before, but it's like the Olympics, right? Like, one book comes in, your favorite, like skier comes in and then another person comes in and scores higher. It just goes all over the place and you don't know what it's going to be like till the end. So yeah. So for me, like Kofi, Interior Chinatown and Secret Life were at the top end of it. I think Interior Chinatown edged out Secret Life of Church Ladies only because I just hadn't read, you know, about the Asian American male experience quite like that before. And as Kofi mentioned, the novel is just so different. I think it pushes the genre of what the novel can be in terms of the form and 
I really appreciated how Charles Yu was writing about such a really kind of like a serious subject, you know, uh, intense subject, but in a really lighthearted way. So I didn't feel like, you know, I was constantly just dragged down under the weight of, you know, these themes of, you know, racism and, you know, stereotype and, you know, being typecast in role and having a that pressure on you that you only have like a limited types of roles that you can play. And I just thought he did it in such a, like, it was serious, but it was also like funny and lighthearted. And I really appreciated that. It was really hard to do. So that's why he took the top spot for me. Disha Filia, I thought, actually, I thought Disha Filia did somewhat of a similar thing. Like, you know, there are humorous elements in some of her stories, mm. but also like, you know, the themes were so vast. I mean, we've talked about like one of the stories where there's like a murder that's discussed, but you never, you know, like really, it doesn't fully, it's not heavy, I guess, mm. but it's serious. And then I think the other one is Friday Black, which was earlier. So our first episode was on Friday Black. That one is a bit intense, I will say. But I, I think it, it blends so many different genres of like sci-fi, horror, like even like elements of like magical realism. I just think there was so much going on in there. And his writing was so good, so lively and dynamic mm-hmm. and interesting, the poetics of it. And of course, Deaf Republic, you know, because poetry is my home. I read so many, I think, poetry books. Like I I did the Sealy Challenge again this past summer, and there are definitely books in there that are included in my top five, top 10. One of them were the the poems of San Juan de la Cruz, who was a monk, I guess. And he wrote these like very like mystical kind of uh, poems uh, about spirituality and the soul's communion with God. And I really, I think those poems found me at a time where, you know, I just really was looking for kind of a break from, you know, the relationship drama of all the stories I had been reading, you know? So like Mm -hmm. Laura and I were talking about this uh, with our other friend, Sandra, about how we just need, I think we might need a little bit of a break from the fiction that's just like so intense, you know, intensely involved with relationship drama. I think we just need a little bit of a break from that. Yeah. um, Slow reading. And these poems came at a perfect time for that. So was that five? I think that's five. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys know just how much I loved a particular kind of black man. I read it like three times last year for three different sort of groups of discussions, you know, and I can't even say exactly what it is, you know, about the novel, but it just touches me in a, in a very like personal way. And it, I keep thinking it's one of those things that I keep thinking about. So I would definitely put that at the top and, Deaf Republic was up there for me because it reminded me again the beauty or the value of reading a book of poetry like from beginning to end as a whole book. I think generally I have tendency to kind of flip through poetry books and like read one here and read one there. But like starting from the cover to the back notes, it was just one of those collections that made so much sense and it was so beautifully written. And I attended the event with Kaminsky reading and just the whole experience of listening to the poet and reading. And it was really an amazing experience. So I put uh, Deaf Republic there at a second as well. I think I'm still figuring out interior Chinatown. (laughs) You know, I didn't not like it. 
But anyway, so, and the secret lives of church ladies, I was at Barnes and Noble yesterday and I saw that book on the bookshelf and I, for some reason I got super excited as if like I had discovered her or something <laughs> because, you know, we read her and we loved her so much. And then we started hearing about her more like on social media and things like that. And I think we even heard that maybe her book got picked up as a TV show or movie or something like that. I think like they're that. trying to make it a movie. Yes. Yeah. So I got excited. Like she was my friend and you know, I saw her book on the book. She did something. respond to us on Instagram. That's right. She did. She commented on our video clip, I think. So our discussion. So yeah, you know, but I have two other books that I really love that I read last year. One is a poetry collection called Peach State. Is it Adrian Sue? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm yeah. I didn't make note of her name, but it's about food <laughs> and love culture food and family. She's, I think, I believe Chinese American and also about like Southern US, you know, culture growing up, living in the South. And it's just a lovely, lovely collection. And I really love that book. And like a really fun book was The Midnight Library. Like, I do think mm-hmm. we tend to read a lot of serious books and the midnight library was kind of fun just lighthearted and an entertaining kind of book so that's a book that I've been recommending to other people as well so yeah so Laura what I tried to read it over winter break (laughs) you didn't like it could you (laughs) (laughs) because you were recommending it to me you know so I was like okay I just need something lighthearted or whatever and maybe I just have a dark soul like I was like "Eh." well I I think it requires like so much suspension of disbelief maybe yeah for sure yeah but and also you know you said something earlier Sylvia about when the book finds you right like the moment that you're reading the timing is I think important too so maybe you were not in a lighthearted moment when you needed a book like no that. because that's yeah. when I started reading skinship and then I was yeah. like oh, okay yeah, but then after that I was so burned out emotionally I was like forget it yeah yeah <laughs> I mean we already talked a lot about our reading fails as well during this you know over the summer and so on um, as in yeah. books that we tried and and didn't really work for us I'm going to try another Jody Picoult book. <laughs> I don't know when. I think it's going to be okay. soon. I'm going to try oh one more God. time. Well, yeah, well, one of the things I did, what I've been doing over the break, this is kind of looking forward, is trying to read books from writers I think I should have read more mm. of. So mm-hmm. one of them is Gloria Naylor for instance. Oh, yes. And I realized I've never really read anything by her, but I've seen things from her. So like mm-hmm. the women of Bruce the Place. Mm-hmm. I ordered that from Amazon. I said, you know what? I'm going to read this book because I remember the television miniseries, but I never mm-hmm. really read the book. So I wanted to read that. And I got a couple of Samuel Delaney books, Nova and... Empire, I think it's called Empire City or something like that. Mm. Samuel Delaney is a sci-fi speculative mm-hmm. fiction writer. So I kind of figured I wanted to read a little bit more mm-hmm. of them. And then I went and, and I looked at Jody Picoult one more time. And I, said, <laughs> I should give her one more chance. <laughs> she, so you know, did you maybe, already pick maybe, another book? I am. Maybe that wasn't the right Jody Picoult. Mm. And I think that's fair. I think I want to give her one more fair reading not like she needs me to read her work but you know <laughs> I, I don't like leaving 
as a failure on this. But I think that, there's something to to that giving writers and books second chances. You know, mm-hmm. if you if it didn't ring, sit right with you the first time, like maybe coming back trying a different work. I think that actually. I don't, I'm trying not to, I don't know, like apply like moral judgment to that. Like you're a good person for doing that, Kofi. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like a good person. You're like it. casting off one person, just gonna, you know, but no, I, I think there is something to that. Like something that kind of recognizes the same kind of courtesy you would want other people to give to you, you know, like right. if you didn't make such a good first impression, you know, and there's a reason why this author has been around for so long and to such a claim. So no. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't be by accident. Yeah, yeah. right. Speaking of all those people this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, you guys know over winter I read Lincoln and the Bardo. I can tell you I will not be giving George Saunders another try. <laughs> <laughs> I did finish it. I recognize the importance of the book. You see, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I get it. I get it but just it was not for me i guess you know mm-hmm. so I, I was i was determined to finish it and i don't always finish books that i don't enjoy so but i did finish it and i can see the it the thing or whatever but i didn't enjoy it it was a struggle <laughs> so fair. i don't know maybe maybe later maybe later that's actually um, one of my like one of the best saunders i think I, I i mean i i loved that book i thought it was the it for me was like it was just the brilliance of yeah, the yeah. writing but i don't recommend that to people <laughs> because of that like i know i'm like um yeah <laughs> also but- can i say something too i think i realized when talk when i was talking to you guys about the book you know off screen before there's a way that you two are writers. And I think as writers, you come to certain books with the writerly eyes or feelings that I don't necessarily, you know, have. So for example, like talks about craft or examples of, mm-hmm. of craft and the interesting, brilliant things that he's doing in that and, and other books as well. I can see the, value, I guess, or just a different take on, on what the book is doing for you. So that was another thing I thought about, like who you are as a reader, right? Like what you extract from the book, it'll be different depending on what kind of perspective you're bringing to it. It sounds like Kofi for you, you're sort of embarking on this or continuing on this journey of like reading writers you've ought to, you feel like you ought to have, have read or ought to read or giving second chances to. For me this year, my reading resolution, I guess, and for those of you who are listening along and your resolution was to read more, you can, you know, join us. But I often read on like themes, like I'll pick up books that speak to a, a common theme. And for me, it's love is the theme for me this year. <laughs> because it's the word love like I don't I you know I'll shy away from that but I started reading Bell Hooks's All About Love it's a series Mm -hmm. of essays short essays on love and you know it really got me thinking like something that she writes in there is that you know we tend to avoid or shy away from this idea or this word love because it's so nebulous it's so like abstract there's this sort of like a wishy-washy like you know, association with it. It's a little mystical. It's a little whatever, but it can be a very useful, like a way to think about, you know, the things going on around you. And so I thought, you know what, you know, maybe a good break from all the relationship drama and the stories I've been reading will be to just focus on nonfiction, like essays, poetry, novels. I kind of meditate on this theme to like learn what I can from it. 
So that's kind of like the personal reading adventure I'm, I'm going on for myself. I have a couple of books lined up. I'm, you know, after the hooks one, I'm going to move on to another one that all kind of speak to that same theme in one, some way, shape or form. So that's my reading resolution for this year, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't really make resolutions, but if I do. How about you, Laura? I'm curious to know. So I realized that I heard recently a joke, somebody saying like, you know, collecting like uh, craft materials is a different hobby than actually doing craft. (laughs) And I realized that I have this problem with collecting books. Like I have a hobby of collecting books and then reading it is a different hobby. So I have lots of books that I've collected because, you know, they're books that I want to read. So I realized that I have these five books written by authors, five different authors whose other works I have read. So clearly I bought these books thinking like, oh, I read this other work and I love this. So let me read another book. And just a couple that I want to mention is Min Jin Lee's uh, Free Food for Millionaires. I, Sylvia, you said it, that was her first novel. So I want to read that. And of course her novel Pachinko was a blockbuster hit. So I want to read that. And the other one is we read, Sylvia and I read Alexander Chi's um, Edinburgh. And I love that novel. It was such a painfully beautiful book. But I think his other popular book is The Queen of the Night. So I saw that I have a copy of that on my bookshelf. So yeah, so I want to read more books by authors that I have read before or different books that I've been collecting. So maybe spend less money buying new books too. That's another resolution. (laughs) Read the books that you have. I know. (laughs) Because there's going to always be a book that you would want to read by an author that you start falling in love with. Yes. If he or she has more books that you want to, you know, read more of. Yeah. I will say when I read a book, and I'm while I'm reading it, I love it. Then I go look for other books. Like while I'm reading that one, <laughs> I will often go to like a used book site. Like uh, I like a thriftbooks.com and just look for, you know, use the books. And then that's how I start collecting them and then like have them on my shelf for one day when I'm ready to read So yeah. <laughs> how about yeah, you? When you're ready to purge those books, you know, like send them off to your local bookstore too. Yeah. You know, like right. there's a used bookstore, like right around the corner for me. And I went there to get some books for Ezra, for my son. And they had this one shelf and it was all full of like Asian American authors. Some of whom oh. like you and I were reading, Laura, for our like other reading challenge last year. And I was like, what on earth? Oh, wow. You know, like who's, and then I thought, well, isn't that nice though, that like in a used bookstore or even in the library, but like in the library, I can't actually, I couldn't find this one book. I think it was shelter or whatever, but I couldn't find it. But it was at my used bookstore randomly. And I thought, well, that's what a like what a nice find. And so right. I just there. Which um, one wait, which bookstore? The one in Columbia? Columbia? Yeah. The one by the NVA Express. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember the name of it. I just go there. And the Mexican market that sells the most amazing fresh t- corn tortillas. Like now I have two reasons to go that way now. <laughs> oh man. And their chip I, I, selection is superb. I'll take your word for that. I can't read used books because I feel like I'm reading other people's used notes sometimes. And I get really, I guess I'm a book snob and we can have an episode on that. But I have, well, it's my wife's mama day. That's Gloria Naylor as well. Yeah. And my wife was like, well, you can read my book. And it's all, you know, red 
Um, <laughs> Wait, you won't read your wife's copy? I know. No, because it looks all red. Like it's like been <laughs> like devoured and, she, you know, and I don't, I don't like my books that way. I like my books to look like they're still somewhat new. I'm um, actually surprised at this. Yeah. I don't know why, Kofi. I feel like you'd just be like, oh, I, I like, just give me the book. It doesn't matter what condition it's in. I'll take the book. Now, if it's my book that's in that condition, that I made it that condition, that's one thing. But other people's stuff, I, I don't know. So what about libraries? Do you borrow books from libraries? Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who read that book. <laughs> Unclean! Unclean! <laughs> it's been sullied. Well, this wow. is this may be a terrible thing to to confess, but I don't go to the library because I am very bad about returning books. So Ooh, you okay. don't even you don't even understand how much money I have spent paying the late fees. <laughs> I heard there are library systems that have gotten rid of late fees. Um, Ours has. Oh, has it really? Okay. Let's <laughs> see. I'd be that terrible patron who like hangs onto a book, not only because I keep forgetting to return them. So that's why I started then. Okay, fine. At least I'll buy used the books. I'm not like Kofi, you know, <laughs> but yeah, but, maybe but, I will have to try the library again. <laughs> but like you, I have a lot of books that I haven't actually finished yes. reading or even started reading. Right, so right. It, it becomes kind of it's almost like, well, why am I borrowing a book that I either A, have, or two, reluctantly can read, but would rather not have, you know, my wife's reading eye juice on it. Um, <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> what is reading? I, I don't, you know what? <laughs> you know, like, you know, people underline things, highlight things, write little marginalia, you know, yes. the things you're supposed to do when you're engaging the text. You know, it distracts me because then I'm looking at what my wife wrote and I'm disagreeing and I'm like, well, why did she write that? <laughs> and then like, no, I'm not reading Gloria Naylor. Um, so <laughs> I'm reading I can, I can understand that. I yeah, can understand so that. That's, that's the part. I know that just totally derailed our conversation. I am so sorry. <laughs> I do think it'd be really fun at some point to talk about maybe like our weird, quirky preferences or habits like reading habits or you know book habits and things like that like for example I don't read I don't read on screen I don't read on kindle because I just can't or any kind of device okay yeah for me that's the litmus test like I will buy like tons of books or borrow them on my kindle and if I like it enough then I'll buy it in the hard copy but if I don't you know and like graphic novels for example like I will use my like kindle to do it if I really like it Ah. there you go <laughs> but that was a gift from Laura as well but you know, I yeah like I I have this like litmus test because I don't want like a huge book collection I want to keep it to the ones I really mm-hmm. like, like physically and then I'll like load up my kindle library with all of the other all of the yeah. other books so it, it's deceptively like clean right mm-hmm. like minimal my bookshelf but my kindle library will tells a different tells a different tale a little bit um, I have a, I have a question for you guys. Do you have some way of keeping track of what you read? You know, I, I you know, I, I enjoy keeping track of things, <laughs> as you know, but like a lot of people use Goodreads. And I saw recently a couple of friends who posted like on social media, like screenshots of their Goodreads, you know, from 2021. Here are the books that I read. And I was wondering like, oh, I don't use good. I have an account, but I don't use Goodreads. And I was thinking about maybe going back to use it. Otherwise, it's when I share books on Instagram, for example, after I finish it. Um, but I realized that it's not all the books. 
But I wondered if you care about keeping track of what you're reading. And if you do, how do you keep track? I did good reads for a while, especially when I was just wanting to chronicle how much I'm reading in a year. And I was in a, you know, reading mystery stage. So it was very easy uh-huh. to sort of keep up a, a steady diet of reading. I think, however, this podcast has helped me ground my reading a little bit more, especially in terms of what I'm reading and what I would like to read. And so I think that that has helped me and it's sort of splintered into other types of text that I don't think I would have normally tried to read. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a Goodreads account, which I just, I don't keep up with it. I just can't. Like it's another thing to keep up with. (laughs) Even though it's like links to my Facebooks, I just, I've let it go defunct, I guess. But kind of like what Kofi, you were just saying, the, the podcast has helped me focus and ground myself in, like, I could become a book collector if I really wanted to and have all, I do have a list of unread books that I, I possess, but I think it's helped me pace myself and prioritize some of the things that I'm reading so that I'm not burning through books. I can actually come here and know that I can talk about this with you guys and have like a sustained sort of meditation on what I've read. And that's been really helpful. So, you know, for those of you who are listening along, I think it's easy to read solo, but I think, you know, you get like another layer or level of engagement and enjoyment and discovery when you are like talking about this. I learned something new from you guys every single time, you know, we are engaging in in these kinds of conversations. So yeah, I think that's kind of how I've been tracking some of the memorable books that we've read, but Otherwise, yeah, I do use like a digital library and like my Kindle library or the things I can see. I'd rather actually just see it rather than have to like add it to a list and then like rate it and then give like a synopsis. No, thank you. You know, yeah. <laughs> like so. How about you? Right, right, right. Do you have an Excel sheet for that, Laura? <laughs> I know I should have one. No, you know, just to prepare for today's talk, I made I sat down and like went through my Instagram post and made list mm-hmm. of the books that I had at least shared like uh, images of. And then, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to keep track of how much I read, <laughs> you know, always like, Oh, I, I always want to do more than what I did last time. So <laughs> yeah, we should we'll start see. our own Instagram, like a bookstagram for our Ooh, podcast. I like that. And then like, we can just like upload pictures of, of stuff. And yeah. I like that. I yeah. do not volunteer to. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer someone to do it. <laughs> I'm just the idea person. I'm not the execution person. <laughs> All right. Bookish bookish is going to crush social media this year. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. that's it for us for today. Thank you guys so much for listening along with us. And please check us out. We're on video on YouTube on uh, Dragon, Dragon the Howard Radio. College channel under Bookish on YouTube. And you can find us at dragondigitalradio.podbean.com. I probably butchered one of those things. And yeah, follow us along on social media too. You can find us on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. And Facebook, yeah. And especially if you want to take a look at the books we're reading for our future episodes, we've posted those up already. So please take a look and, and pick up those books and read along with us and tune in next time. This has been Bookish. Bye-bye. See you next time connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.